Hello everyone, hope you're having a wonderful day. We're going to be learning today's Tanya in honor of the birthday of Gershon Ben Lorraine. May the year of success physically and spiritually with Nachas, health and prosperity with his dear wife. Um, we're learning chapter number seven in Tanya. And we're talking about the, as opposed to the chapter six, we, we learned about the three impure klipot, and they cover godliness in a way. Anything that's energized by those three impure klipot cannot be elevated to God. For example, non-kosher food or other prohibitions. Um, wool and linen together you cannot be uh, shotness. Things that are prohibited, they're not, you can't elevate them. Today we're going to learn about the klipas noga, which is a translucent cover, peel, that um, has some good in it. And can be used to utilize for godliness. For example, kosher food could be utilized for energy to do a mitzvah. Chapter 7, Perik However, unlike the forms it mentioned in the conclusion of chapter, life forms mentioned in the conclusion of chapter 6, which are derived from the three holy, unclean klipot, the following life forms are derived from klipat noga, the vitalizing animal soul in the Jew which is derived from the side of Klippa, and which closes itself in the human being's blood, providing him with physical life, as stated above. And the soul of the animals, beasts, birds, and fish, which are pure according to the laws of the Torah, and are thus permitted for Jewish consumption as also the existence and vitality of everything in the inanimate and the vegetable world that is permissible for consumption. So to the existence and vitality of every act, utterance, and thought in mundane matters that contain no forbidden aspect, being neither root nor branch of the 365 prohibitive precepts and their offshoots, Prohibited either by on the explicit authority of the Torah or by the rabbinic enactment, rabbinic enactment. Yet, these permitted thoughts, utterances, or acts are not performed for the sake of heaven as they ought to be. Everything should be for the sake of heaven. Business, leisure, do it to be able to make money to serve God. But instead, they serve only the will and desire and lust of the body. And even when it is not needed, it is a need of the body and necessary for its very preservation in life, such as eating, which the body requires for its very existence. Without it, it cannot possibly live, as the act itself cannot be faulted. But the fault lies in that its intention is not for the sake of heaven. In other words, to utilize his body as an instrument in the service of God. If this spiritual intent is absent, then all these acts, utterances, and thoughts are no better than the vitalizing animal soul itself. And everything in this totally, totality of things in other words, the soul with its actions, utterances, and thoughts flows and is drawn from the second gradation of klipot, which is, which is in the progressively ascending order of klipot, the fourth klipot, called klipat noga, a klipot that shines. For within this klipot, there is yet found a ray of holiness. For in this world, 
for in this world called the world of Asiya action, most indeed almost all of the Klipot Naga is evil, with only a little good intermingled within it. In other words, there's Klipot Naga found in higher worlds as well. However, the proportions of good and evil, which Klipot Naga is made up of it, of good and evil, it varies from world to world. In the world of, for example, the world of Rhea, creation, Klipot Naga is mostly good, only a small evil in it. Yitzir, in the world of formation, it's equal good and bad. And in Asiya, the evil predominates. In other words, the Klippas Nogo is almost totally evil with only a little bit of good and light inside of it. From this minute amount of good within Klippas Nogo comes the good qualities which are found in the animal soul of the Jew. As is explained above in chapter 1, we explain that their inherent qualities of compassion and benevolence that are by every Jew stems from the actual lead from the animal soul. Because it's a soul of Klippat Noga that has goods in it, good, some good in it. So again, because Klippas Noga is a mixture of good and evil, every action, utterance, or thought from Klippas Noga can be utilized either for good or evil. That's what the Rebbe explains. Now, Klippat Noga is an intermediate category between the three completely unclean Klippot and, uh, and the category in ordinary of, sanct- of sanctity. Hence, it is sometimes absorbed within the three unclean klipot, as is explained in Eitzchayim, Portal 49, beginning of chapter 4, citing the Zohar, and at other times it's absorbed and elevated to the category and level of sanctity. When you eat, uh, you eat on Shabbos food, that's kosher, that's, you're bringing it up to sanctity. If a person eats just to be gluttonous and brings it down to the three impure klipot, Thank you. That is, it is absorbed within sanctity when the good that is intermingled in it is extracted and is separated from the evil prevails over it and ascends to the absor- be absorbed in sanctity. For instance, if one eats fat beef and drinks spiced wine, not out of physical desire, but in order to broaden his fine his mind for the service of God and for his Torah, as Rava said. Wine and fragrance make my mind more receptive. Or in order to fulfill the commandment to enjoy the Shabbat and festive meal and festive meals, the Shabbos and festivals, as I is butter. So when when you're eating for that reason, as I is butter. When one eats and drinks in the above mentioned manner, then the vitality of the meat and the wine, which originated in Klipat Noga, is then extracted from the evil and ascends to God like a burnt offering and sacrifice. In other words, the life force of the klipot nilga and the food drink contained is absorbed, contained is absorbed in sanctity. So too, concerning speech, the vitality of words spoken for a sacred purpose ascends and is absorbed in sanctity. For example, he who makes a humorous remark to sharpen his mind and make his heart rejoice in God and his Torah and, serv- and service, which should be particular. Practice joyfully. As Rava was wont to do with his pupils, prefacing his discourse, the humorous remark, whereupon his students became cheerful and thereby more receptive and able to understand the discourse. So when you're making a joke, when you're saying a joke for to open someone's mind to be able to study Torah, then it becomes elevated. That joke becomes elevated to holiness. As we're going to see, when all of the mundane becomes elevated to God, that it makes the whole world holy and, and that's the actually the brings the coming of Mashiach. May come speedily now, Amen.